Hello, and welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we talk to real people who have overcome real challenges and are making our world better because of it. They have taken life's lemons and are making lemonade. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Lance. Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I'm looking forward to getting to know you and I can't wait to hear your story. So start out by just telling me a couple of little things about yourself. Well, thanks for having me on, Heidi. And uh, a couple things that I'm really into right now uh, is learning new skills. And it, it ranges from a wide range of things. So right now I'm learning different things about grammar uh, and kind of learning some basics on grammar, but going way back, but but being able to then use it in advanced ways to uh, you know, write scripts uh, for videos that I like. Uh, I write articles. And so I'm really trying to expand my knowledge on language and how to use it in beneficial ways and you know, really just sort of expand on that. And, you know, things that I love doing is seeking awe and seeking newness and expansiveness. So, you know, it could be something as simple as a sunrise or a sunset. Those are moments of awe. Uh, any other things that really come up that really I know will help to induce that state of awe. You know, there's some really interesting science and like uh, aspects that will happen in the brain. Um when people are in states of awe or states of just deep gratitude or, mm. or, you know, thanks for what is happening or what has happened. Mm. I love that states of awe. You're going to have to tell me more about that, but please don't check my grammar. <laughs> I am a Utah accent, so I don't finish the end of my words. We, we live in the mountains and we're going to the restaurant. So I don't, <laughs> we, we don't say the ends of our words. <laughs> so just excuse me for that. That's the Utah in me, but I would, I would love to hear more about you and your story. So take me back. Tell me your lemon to lemonade story. Yeah, so back in April of 2008, I was uh, about to go lay down for a nap. And I was in college at the time. I was a freshman in college, spring semester. So it was coming to an end. And I was going to take a nap uh, middle of the day. And then I was going to go do some some schoolwork and get ready basically for finals that were taking place. And I heard this knock on my dorm door. And there was the multiple people live in there we live more so in apartments and so someone else opened the door this person said hey is lance there i really need to talk to him he said no he's taking a nap but this this lady was very adamant she said no i need to talk to him right now i i approached her and she said you need to come with me right now and she was very concerned and very uh she didn't look sad per se but scared concerned sad all kind of mixed together and so, you know, I, I had no idea what was going on and I just all sorts of things started running through my mind. Obviously, you know, family members, is everyone okay? Friends, like, am I in trouble for something with school? She eventually took me about halfway to this spot where we, I was then going to ultimately go to an executive of the college there and, and speak with him. And I met this person uh, and a friend halfway through there and i could see the look in both of their eyes and i and I, I knew and know these people and i could see that something was definitely wrong and something was off they basically just said hey just just follow us just come we need to talk to you so you know 
they sat me down and there was a cop in the office. And so then I knew something was definitely not good. Um, and I was told, you know, my, my father was in an accident that morning and they didn't really state how severe or what happened. They just said those words basically. And they said, we're going to go to the hospital right now. It was only a few minutes away from there. And I got there and my family was there, uh, extended family. And then I learned that my father had uh, taken his life that morning. And so it was something that, you know, was out of nowhere. Um, but also there were signs leading up to it. And this is sort of how it ties into with what I'm doing today and what I'm going to continue to do to try to help people. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks myself when you say the police came and said your father has had an accident. And yeah, yeah. So I'm so sorry. Yeah, thanks, Heidi. So what happened leading up to that was my dad was not someone who really ever took pharmaceuticals. He was generally healthy, but he had always sort of gone up and down in terms of seasonal affective disorder, like in the winters there, uh, where I grew up, cold, dark, you know how it goes. And um, it definitely affects people as we know, and more people than even the statistics will say, because a lot of people don't self report that or don't talk about it, or they don't even know that it's really affecting them in either small ways or big ways. Right. So he was really in a, a state of really seeking help that winter of 2007 going into 2008. And he got some help and started taking some pharmaceutical drugs and it helped, you know, a little bit. And then he'd go up and then come back down. Uh, and then he was switched multiple times amongst different drugs. And then in April, he was doing better. And then it took a sharp turn for the worse. And we didn't really know it up until a few weeks prior. And so then he ended up making that decision. And so where this kind of ties in for me is that that was obviously a huge turning point in my life and my family's life and a lot of people around us. And I decided it didn't happen right away, but it opened the door for me to start questioning things going on in the pharmaceutical industry and in the healthcare world and start looking for real answers and real solutions and not just band-aids that are there to really, you know, financially just gain off of people and not really help them. I mean, so yes, sometimes the drugs in some situations are, are needed, but most often uh, they're not. And definitely long-term, they're not the solution for you know, creating a happy, healthy brain physically or emotionally. Right. So as I started digging down and researching more, I was studying health science in college oh, okay. at that time. And I just started learning really about all the different naturopathic methods and all the different science out there, not even alternative or holistic, but just starting with basic nutrition and okay, what we eat and put into our body is absolutely going to affect the brain and the mind and how we perceive our life. So that was really the basics and kind of began there and then started delving into more of like the herbs and uh, different, you know, exercises physically sort of learning about how exercise is so important. We, we know that but I started learning, you know, really 
more scientifically, like what's the mechanisms behind that? And why do we actually feel happier when we exercise and get good exercise? So started learning about a lot of different practices and foods and nutrients and just the combination of a lifestyle, you know, because it's not ever going to just be one herb or one nutrient that fixes things. It might fix a, a solution temporarily, but long-term, again, it's got to be the whole uh, orchestra playing together. And that includes the mindset, how we talk to ourselves, how we think about ourselves, how we communicate with others, uh, the food, the diet, the all the nutrients, the light, the water we consume, you know, just the combination of all of it. So I started learning about those things and made the decision that I wanted to just help people to not have to suffer. You know, I needed to help myself at the beginning and, and you know, still, of course, have uh, work to do. But the point is that I needed to help heal myself to a point to where then I could take that knowledge and start helping others. Because that's the the whole mission with this is just so people don't suffer. You know, we all we all suffer and have suffered in different ways. But the more we can consciously be aware of that and make choices to uh, go a different direction or see that suffering in a new light, that's the moment where we can spark change. And that's all about neurogenesis and neuroplasticity physically within the brain. Yep. Oh my goodness. You are just passing around that lemonade that you are making there. <laughs> That's amazing. So what is some advice or what are some of the tools or things that you teach and do? So one of the big things is getting light in the morning uh, mm -hmm. and light in the eyes. So Dr. Andrew Huberman uh, he's a research scientist, neurobiologist at Stanford. He's put out a lot of different podcasts and just a lot of information and many others, of course, too, on the importance of getting sunlight in the eyes as quickly as you can in the morning. And even if it's a full-on cloudy day, there's still enough light outside where it's going to impact the brain because you know we, the brain is connected directly to the eyes. And so when we start lighting that up, literally different processes can kick into motion that kickstarts our day, you know, literally, and helps us to feel more alert, it can reset circadian rhythms, if it's out of balance, we know that both for sunrise and sunset. Um, so that's like one of the most important things is just optimizing the light. And then it goes on the flip side. So at night, what is our light exposure like, you know, I'm not perfect, and not even anything close to it, but I've definitely made improvements in, in terms of how I limit the light around me, it begins with, you know, on, on the cell phone screen, bringing down the, the brightness of that as much as possible, wearing blue light glasses at certain times of the night, you know, shutting down some of the brighter lights in, in the evening, that really ultimately is just setting the stage for your brain to be in a state where melatonin can properly be released. And we know that if we have good release of melatonin, not only is that a happiness hormone, but it helps us to truly get the deep sleep that we all need. And then when we're sleeping better, just in general, we're going to feel better and feel happier. Right. Wow. Good stuff. I mean, I know my husband's always the one that opens the blinds in the morning and now I'm like, maybe I need to take a turn once in a while. <laughs> He's hogging all that, all that good <laughs> happiness from the sun. That's awesome. I love that suggestion. It's so simple. Yes, yes, exactly. And if it's, you know, people wake up early, and it's still dark out, that's right. okay. And, you know, Dr. Huberman, Huberman has said that, 
still getting any sort of blue light in the night. The blue light is not what we want, but in the morning, if you're trying to wake up, um, you know, actually opening the computer screen, I, I'm not saying that this is necessarily what you want to do, but just as an example, that is enough light to really start waking up the brain. Okay. Um, it really just depends on people's rhythm and what what their you know morning routine is like and all that. But in general, getting natural sunlight that's ideal as quickly as you can in the morning. So you know that's one of the big things. And then obviously nutrients uh, and nutrition. So with this concept of neurogenesis and neuroplasticity, it's the scientific phenomenon that we can change our brains and we can actually change the physical architecture of it by way of repairing damaged neurons, creating new neurons, which then, you know, leads to new neuronal pathways, setting up new thoughts and systems in our lives, uh, first in the mind, and then, you know, being able to carry that out and implement it. So I've been really interested in using the combination of being intentional with my thoughts and actions and words, both internally and externally, and then kind of mapping that and synchronizing it with the intake of nutrients. So as an example, when we're working out, doing any sort of exercise, rigorous or just simple as walking, we're actually straining the nervous system, either in a small way or a large way. And when that nervous system is stressed, you know, the, all the nerves and the neurons are actually responsible for how the muscles and the muscle fibers move. And so when we're uh, pushing ourselves or reaching a new limit physically in terms of the nervous system, when we're exercising, we're actually stressing it in a way where then we need to repair that damage. And that's how new muscle growth is built, or even just new uh, motor pathways uh, for, you know, physical, uh, physical therapy or anything like that. When we combine exercise, whether it's physical or, or mental, we're not only changing the architecture of our brain, but then we can kind of cement that in, so to speak, by using good nutrients to then kind of lock those changes into place or put them in a place where uh, that damage that's occurred, you're actually repairing it because it's new growth. And so this is the whole point of any sort of exercise, physical or mental, is we push ourselves and go beyond the limits. And then we need downtime, sleep, to rest and recover and we need the nutrients the building blocks to repair the damage of those neurons or of those cells so that they then can become functional beyond where the old growth was at okay so give me an example of what that would be okay so one thing is omega-3s okay. okay so as an example like athletes or anyone doing any sort of exercise physically we're straining the nervous system, but neurons, as we know, are actually made up of these many different compounds, but one in particular, DHA, which yep. is the omega-3 fatty acid. It's the essential fatty acid that we have to get in the diet. And so because DHA is an actual component of those neurons, when we consume those omega-3s, we're giving the cells and specifically the neurons and, and the retina of the eye the building blocks to not only repair any damage, but sort of, uh, again, kind of cement in, so to speak, any sort of change that's taken place in a beneficial way. So something that you can do, and it's common, you know, is anytime you're going to learn something or do any sort of exercise, having some of these nutrients flowing in your blood, either during or after 
actually can help that process to ensure that what's taking place uh, is beneficial and actually, you know, gets repaired. So do that by taking a supplement or by eating something that has that in it. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think there is something to be said for definitely getting nutrients in when you're trying to do something. Yes, yes, exactly. And you know, there's so many people that will use brain enhancing herbs like ginkgo or rhodiola or go to cola, bacopa, things like that to help them when they're studying or doing anything, just using the mind. And, you know, it's sort of the same principle that we can use nature to really optimize any sort of activity that we're doing, depending on what it is whether we're trying to calm down and, and kind of relax for the evening, or we're trying to exercise or do something that's physically taxing, we can use nature and the nutrients that are, are available yeah. for us to really help maximize that learning process or the repairing process or the taking in the information process. There's a lot of different things that you can use and do depending on the situation that you're in and what the goal is for that. Uh, you know, the, the company that I own, Ascent Nutrition, we've got different light-based technologies coming in the very near future as well. And some of this is, you know, intended for making people happier and helping the brain function at its optimal level, uh, helping to cleanse the blood because when oxygen flows, you know, the brain gets it and we can really be our best when we're getting enough oxygen and the blood is clean and uh, the circulatory system is working functionally in a way that it's uh, optimized. I love this idea. Like, I think it is our first reaction to go to the doctor, or go to a therapist and get pills to get feeling back to ourselves or get feeling better. And I always love learning that there's other options, you know, that there are other ways and almost even better ways sometimes for certain people, for sure. And so I think it's important that we get the word out that that isn't the only solution and that there are other ways because a lot of those have those side effects too, you know, and it's like, here, it's supposed to help you with your depression, but it's going to make you want to die. Like, how is that helpful at all? So we need to look into like these things that you're talking about, whether it's just supplements or light or simple things that we can change in our diet or the way we exercise that can elevate us so much better than maybe a pill that has side effects would. Yeah, exactly. I agree, Heidi. And, you know, it's interesting that, you know, just like what you said, the, the, the drug or the medicine, whatever you call it is intended to make us happier. And yet it's having possible side effects where it's literally the exact opposite. And that yeah. that's insanity. Yeah. That won't last because it's not based on truth and it's not based on the reality of uh, really how the body works. Right. And, you know, it's coming out more and more and people, this information is getting out there and um, it's fantastic because we can just see that there's so many solutions and that we ultimately have the power to implement change in our life. Even if we're not even doing any of this stuff, we both know at the end of the day, even just the power of the mind and the will and the spirit within can override all of that stuff. Absolutely. And so, you know, it is up to us. And of course, we all at different times need help or want help from those around us. And we should seek that. And we should also know that we ourselves can and ultimately are responsible for initiating that change within first. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. It really is a choice. 
And we've got to remind ourselves when we're in the deepest, darkest, we don't think there's a choice because we're hurting and we're in pain and all we can see is the darkness around us. We have to remember. And if we're told now and taught now, you have a choice, there are other options, then hopefully, you know, when you get to that dark place, you can remember that there are other options and that there is a choice and things do get better and things do change and that you got to just hold on. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Heidi. And we've, we share that pretty openly and uh, definitely here to help people and uh, they get in contact and we'll definitely help them out. Okay. And I'll have links to everything in the podcast notes so people can get a hold of you easy because you've got some great ideas. I love this. So thank you so much for sharing. This is amazing. Yes. Thank you for having me on Heidi and allowing me to share all this. It's important. And the intention as we talked about is to help people and may this help many people. Absolutely. That's what I would. That's why I'm here too. I mean, I don't even have, you know, the knowledge you have. I just want people to know that there are choices and there are other ways of thinking and other ways of doing things to empower them and help them through whatever they're going through. Yeah. Thank you. You're still here? Well, then enjoy this little outtake from that interview. This is very healing for me, Heidi. So thank you. Mm, I really appreciate you. it. Yeah, I cannot. I I just, when you were telling your story, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I just was going right back to that day in November when I was 16 years old. So I'm just, I just know that that feeling of just like, it's so final, it's so done. And there's nothing you can do to help your dad. And you're just like the, the sorrow and the hurt that you feel in that moment. I, there's just nothing that describes it. It's just terrible. It's over. It's done. There's that hope is gone. And it just, I'm so sorry. You've had to deal with that. It's not a fun, not a fun place to be. Yeah. Thank you. And same to you, Heidi. I mean, you were younger than even my brother. And, and myself at the time. And that's, yeah, I couldn't imagine that either. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm so sorry, but thank you for doing what you're doing because of it. That's the cool thing about it. You know, we can go through those tragedies and then just sit and feel sorry for ourselves or not be who we should be or not amount to what we should, because we're struggling with grief or, or loss or pain and look how you turned it around and what you've done for it. I mean, you just don't want that to happen to anybody else. So you're driven to find solutions. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Heidi. And you know, what's interesting is that we've got the uh, algae oil omega-3 and to cover up the algae taste. So it's not fish. We go, we bypass the fish oil, but the algae, you know, it's still got a little like fishy taste, but it's actually algae. It's clean though, but you, you can taste it a little bit. But what we did is we launched a product that's got organic lemon peel oil as the flavor for it. And it literally covers it up by about 98, 99%. Wow. And so it's, it's become uh, the best seller. So I had to share that because of the lemon That's story. Awesome. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. That is the best lemon can cover anything. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so and it does. It, it's unbelievable, honestly, how much it covers of it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Oh, yeah. you're awesome. This has been beautiful. So thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate you. So yeah, glad I met you. Heidi. Same, yeah. same here. And uh, you as well. I, I watch your TED talk, Heidi, and it's, uh, wow, uh, moving, moving, <laughs> oh. beautiful. Oh, thank you. I yeah. hate it. At the end, I mess up and I hate that they 
hate that they left that in. So now I'm like all embarrassed about it. I'm like, I wanted to be so proud of this. And then right, I'm like, right. so, <laughs> so it's always um, nice when people say nice things. I'm like, I know I messed up, but thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome. Thank you. I have enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand.